Okay, so we're brought up in a weird, weird spot here, um, where before sex is called foreplay, but after sex, there's no real name for that, mm. and we're kind of just here, basically cuddling with our with our robot um, counterparts for our side stitch uh, this time around. Um, so we just want to be able to acknowledge um, in this small. Um, 20 to 30 minute period that we're going to do here um, that in our full episode where we try to keep things to hopefully no more than an hour, maybe hour and a half at the most uh, there's apparently just been way, way too much, um, too much of humans fucking robots um, <laughs> for us to cover in that, that hour and a half time period of an episode. Um, so here's a few other things that uh, have happened Um during our lifetime that we thought like, Hey, let's acknowledge these things too. Um, and kind of where they fit in that spectrum of the evolution of human and Android relations. Uh, when we had, again, we talked about how like it really started as this uh, terribly, terribly misogynistic way of, of men basically building their perfect woman to have basically subjugated to them uh, to looking at where is the line between humanity and robots um, and what that means for like actual relationships to how can we see uh, the successful modern relationship played out with a human and a robot. So um, Mark, I think you had, you had, uh, you had some good notes uh, or some good things to share about a Robin Williams classic this time, right? Yeah, I absolutely did. And and to and to mention your point of just having so much stuff to draw from, which is both interesting and kind of humiliating for the human race at the same time. <laughs> there's there's a lot of stuff that just kind of, it just falls to the the cutting room floor here. So we couldn't go through all of these things, but we had a lot of properties though that had some pretty relevant, you know, paths that kind of crossed, right? Mm -hmm. Um so for one of them though, this so you mentioned the Robin Williams classic Bicentennial Man. Um, it came out in 1999 and was based um, on a, a novella, actually, uh, or a novelette, I believe, from uh, Isaac Asimov. And I believe there's one other person that was involved with it. But either way, I think it was called either The Positronic Man and then it ended up becoming called The Bicentennial Man. Um, but the reason why we didn't put this, this movie in the larger episode is because The Bicentennial Man is, is really more of a, a heartwarming story. And it kind of goes through this journey of um, a robotics company that creates, um, you know, like basically like robotic butlers and, you know, uh, they're basically just doing the things that nobody else wants to do mm -hmm. in human society. Right. Um, so either way, this robot played by Robin Williams enters this household and it's pretty apparent by the family, um, you know, that's, that's actually that owns him quote unquote, that he's not like every other robot. He actually learns um, human emotions. You know, he, he learns empathy, sympathy, sadness, happiness, like all the things that we all experience. And so um, what was interesting about Bicentennial Man is that over time, the robot is treated totally differently by this family, right? Like in the very beginning, he's treated just like a, a servant, um, like the, the, the themes of like slavery and, um, you know, prejudice, um, 
you know, th those things are very, very clear in the beginning, but throughout the film though, we get into much more of um, the love experience between like the robots and, and the humans here. And uh, it's actually, I don't want to give away the whole movie of Bicentennial Man, but there are certain things that happen with this robot played by Robin Williams, where he begins to actually uh, integrate with like human organs and, and he becomes more of a quote unquote real person. So um, it was a really fun pit stop in the research. And it's also a movie I've seen, you know, several times, um, but it was really hard to put it into this like pseudo uh, narrative that we were telling. Right. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mm -hmm. we're, because we're, we're telling stories just as much as we're having conversations here. So this movie didn't really fit the larger narrative, even though Robin Williams is his robot character. Uh, he does go on to have a very prolific sexual career with one of the characters in the movie. <laughs> don't, go, don't get me wrong. Um, they spend a lot of time together. Mm -hmm. So it's assumed that certain things are happening. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just such a heartfelt film. I mean, I, I remember watching it for the first time and I was blown away by it um, that I just didn't feel like it quite worked with everything else. So that's why it didn't quite make it in. But if you haven't seen it or if you know folks listening to this haven't seen Bicentennial Man, absolutely give it a shot because um, it's, it's a wonderful movie. Yeah. Um, and you know one that actually um, I forgot to mention um, in the movie in that too that actually does do a really good job um uh, and actually really did fit the narrative we had before uh was actually the orville um oh my which God, yes yeah i don't know how how familiar you are with 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 the tv show um, i'm really really pulling for that that third season that's keep rumored to coming out on hulu um but i mean it's basically it, it's it's more or less star trek by seth mcfarland um mm -hmm. so it's just got you know dick and fart jokes put into there every <laughs> once in a while uh, and what's kind of great is that that's kind of the criticism of the series initially, but then as the series goes on, like those jokes are there, but they tone down a lot more and he really, really has a good sci-fi show, um, out there. And mm -hmm. eventually in season two, you have, uh, Dr. Claire Finn actually develops a relationship with, um, with Isaac, who is their, basically their um their equivalent of data um mm -hmm. in the show except unlike data he doesn't have human features he is very very blatantly a robot um <laughs> like like very much like he has what looks like his face looks kind of like a microphone and you can see lit up eyes behind it um very very like metal everywhere no attempt at skin or clothing or anything and <laughs> like it's interesting in that like you have Isaac, who is just really wanting to learn more about humanity. Um, mm -hmm. And because he seems to take interest in uh, uh, Dr. Finn and her family, that's where initially it kind of starts, where she is seeing him as more than just a robot wanting to learn. She's like She sees warmth to it. And then as this like, continues on through the season... Um, Isaac starts actually changing too. He starts adapting to like, this is more than just um, me getting to know humanity. It's kind of almost like, uh, it's very similar to kind of like uh, um, with Lando, right? Mm -hmm. Where he is with his droid, basically just traversing the galaxy and they spend so much time together. 
you kind of as a human naturally develop feelings and emotions towards something that's basically giving you attention. And that's kind of how it starts between um, Finn and Isaac. And then it eventually grows into something more. Um, and highly, highly recommend watching the Orville if you, if you have a chance uh, to do it. I think it's, it is, it, again, the first two seasons are still on Hulu. So if you've got that, go there for it. Um, Once again, not a sponsor, by the way. Not, not a sponsor. sponsor. Um, Hulu has live sports and those people get paid to say that. <laughs> so when we say Hulu has the Orville, um, we, there's no money being thrown our way <laughs> in that, in that capacity. Especially um, not in a side stitch where, you know, no. someone here is probably going to only listen to this, you know, once, um, or maybe three times if we're lucky, or maybe three, um, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll catch the demographics on that as we go, uh, and, and all the fun, the fun math. Um, <laughs> but, uh, also in the, in, in a vein that actually takes things that, you know, back towards that, that terrible, um, like man's need to like basically just fuck something <laughs> mm-hmm. like mentality uh we have two other popular um properties of buffy the vampire slayer and firefly oh yeah yeah um so did you watch buffy when 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 the, when the series was going i should say that it was the series not the not the one movie did you ever watch the series I, i've seen a little bit of the series but um when I was reading our production notes for this, I did not know of the specific episode you're talking about. Uh, so um, what you have uh, in this is you've got, basically you've got um, Buffy who is played by Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, and again, this was a great, great WB series. No, formerly the WB, now the CW. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, as, as the uh, the main character, our protagonist. And then one of the side characters is called Spike, and he's uh, played by fantastic actor James Marsters. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the series goes on, um, Spike is initially uh, is a villain on the show, and then as the series goes on, he he be, he's more or less an antihero um, sort of thing, where he's reluctantly helping out everyone else um, in the series, and he, for some reason, I can't exactly remember why, he develops feelings for Buffy. Um, despite the fact that Buffy is like, this is no, it's not happening. <laughs> like, that's no, you're an asshole. Don't mm-hmm. even think about it. Um, and then at one season, there's a point uh, where I, I'm trying to even remember exactly how it happened. It's, it's lost on me, but he more or less makes a Buffy bot. I'm not sure how or why that began because oh, no. this was primarily like a magic based series. It wasn't superly techy until kind of this moment. And then eventually in the spinoff series in Angel, they have some really. Uh, really highly developed androids but yeah so spike makes the buffy bot to my knowledge for the sole reason of having sex with buffy because he can't have the real thing um, oh my god I, I, as you said that i just looked mm-hmm. up the wiki for this specifically says the buffy bot was a robotic replica of buffy summers created by warren mirrors at the request of spike for use as a sex toy there we go it was explicitly for that reason i do remember at some point in time um uh buffy like goes missing in a season Mm -hmm. um but they don't want the monsters um in the town to realize that the slayer is gone so they use they use the Buffy sex bot <laughs> to oh, like they basically re- <laughs> walk around and pretend to be Buffy for a while. So 
Uh, and I think Christ. he does get broken in that process, and Spike is very, very beside himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's almost like uh, it's like it's an earlier version of Wanda and Vision, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, it's the early version of, of the Wand of the Wanda Vision relationship. Oh um, my God. Except at least like for the fact, other than I mean, other than the fact you know Wanda actually had legitimate like feelings for Vision. I guess. Like, oh, oh, of course. So, so did so did Spike. Yeah. but spikes are pretty much primal <laughs> absolutely primal yeah yeah uh, well and, that, and that's actually a really a really good point you make too <laughs> about the primal side of things because um this is another reason why we we didn't necessarily integrate these with the the larger episode right because mm-hmm. some of these these themes you can find a couple different times throughout media um and oddly enough like you mentioned with the um firefly movie serenity that's also a joss whedon run property too um, maybe this just know. is a larger joss whedon thing <laughs> well you know and, and we shit we can probably make an episode about joss whedon and his bizarre uh <laughs> you know championing of women at times but then is also mm-hmm. a harasser of women and so you're like what you know are you playing both sides thinking you're always going to win but I, either way with with this the serenity uh movie so david krumholtz um who i i i love david krumholtz you know he he has like that bit part in uh super bad when he forces mm-hmm. michael Sarah to sing you know <laughs> um but he, he's also in like he's in harold and mm-hmm. kumar um I, I don't know if you ever watched the movie or the uh the tv show numbers um but he was uh he was on numbers numbers was a, was a great show too um but either way he, he plays a guy named mr universe um in uh in in this you know in, in this the uh, firefly you know um larger universe right mm-hmm. and and so he's known for like distributing you know like pop, he's basically the youtube of the serenity universe right like he's he's sending out all the videos and all the best stuff mm-hmm. but yeah he's got a sex bot as well yeah. um and obviously her name is lenore you know she's lovely she's great mm-hmm. um but it's the same idea it's just like joss whedon brought us two sex bots and two properties and yeah because uh, yeah, it was like he what couldn't find what uh, the the I don't know they don't really give a huge backstory on like why he why Mister Universe wanted to build a robot other than like you know I don't know if this is like a weird comment that he's basically just this weird tech nerd that surrounds himself with technology in the close to the middle of the galaxy and sends <laughs> the message everywhere and bangs his robotic wife. Well, I mean they do get married, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, she wrote her own vows. She did. Which were, were very lovely. Yeah, very <laughs> lovely. I think he even cried about it. Um, you know, there might be some meaning behind Mr. Universe and his uh his solitude, we'll mm-hmm. call it, because you know, just like his um just like his mainframe, it's hard to get to. So <laughs> you know, and, he's and on, Lenore yeah. was was also very limited in what she could do. She is more or less like kind of a mannequin um that was acted as a recorder. Yeah, she was like a talk boy from Home mm-hmm. Alone, except you could fuck it, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's all I got. Which from I, it. I'm guessing was his favorite feature, and why he <laughs> why he was there in the first place. I, you know, once again, it's that age old question of taking a look at uh, robotics and wondering if you can. Can I fuck mm-hmm. that thing? <laughs> um, which mm-hmm. is a, another uh, in, you know another good point to make here is the um, the movie Her, you know, starring uh, Joaquin Phoenix. And uh, um, Scarlett Johansson, uh, and, she yep. is she is her, yeah, I believe. Mm-hmm. Black Black Widow herself, you know. Um, this movie we didn't choose to really talk about because even though it involved AI, we never truly have a like a 
a physical Mm-mm. relationship here. Um, despite the fact that throughout this movie, and if you haven't seen it yet, you know, obviously we wish we could provide as many spoiler alerts as we can, but mm-hmm. some of these movies have been a long time, so you just can't do everything, but yeah, go see but, her pause now, yeah. watch her come back. Yeah. yeah. Pause, <laughs> pause this moment. Come on back later. Um, yeah, yeah. This movie, it, it's about a guy who falls in love with, you know, the AI from the operating system on a cell phone or mm-hmm. a, a computer. I can't remember exactly which, but you know, they, they developed this relationship and. And then over time, I mean, I, I do think it's worth talking about because the AI actually tries to find a surrogate for him yeah. to facilitate having sex with, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> which I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I would know how I would react in that scenario, but <laughs> it's a little odd. Yeah. Uh, when you're, when your phone is basically trying to find a person as a stand in for itself. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'd. Honestly, I'm still taken aback by this scenario mm-hmm. um, because I don't even really know how to react to it. It's, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's another one of those questions of, okay, I had this great idea. Like, mm-hmm. Let's just say you're, you're talking to the studio or whatever. You're trying to get money for this movie. And it's like, <laughs> like you're trying to explain this to somebody mm-hmm. else. And it's like, who is the one like going, yeah, you know what? I want to see that. Let's give it a go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's let's see how this plays out, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I always hope that there's like that one weird like East Coast mook that's there. Um, that's for some reason on the board um, of directors when someone's pitching this stuff. He's like, so you're telling me you're going to bring in this guy who wants to fuck a cell phone. And that's the whole movie. <laughs> that's the whole thing. <laughs> well, not not really. But that's what it sounds like is you want this guy to fuck his phone. I'm not, I'm not buying it. Well, and then you got the other guy though that's on the same panel, right? And, and this is this is just like two friends talking in a bar, and he's like, "Hey, you know what, dude? I was talking to the guy just the other day at the hot dog stand, and he was like, you know what? I want to fuck a robot too, but you know what? Mm-hmm. If it's a it's a phone, I think I want to fuck it more. Yeah. And then and then, and then all of a sudden those guys are having an aside, and they're like, you know what? <laughs> they're now in we get, weird side conversation. Yep. Now we got a two versus three scenario here. <laughs> We're fucking a cell phone. Let's get it done. Mm -hmm. And I think when you look at her um, and the overall message, it does try setting because um, in the end, uh, well, we we look at the beginning, it's a, it's a writer who um, divorced his wife. And then you have this very, very intelligent AI that he ends up falling in love with and Mm -hmm. spoiler alert again, um, he doesn't end up with his, with his cell phone as his, as a significant other, he does end up going back. um, I think to try and patch things up with his ex-wife. Um, And the reason why this is done is it's a completely different message than what uh, the themes we saw in the other movies and uh, properties we talked about, because this is much more uh, technology can't replace that human interaction, no matter how much it would feel like it could or how good it could feel in any potential moment. It's not going to fill the void in our basically in our humanity that we need to be with other people. That's correct. Unless that robot is L3-37 from Solo L3-37, Star Wars Story. Man. I know I said it once, man, but those cold dead eyes and you're you're out there in space and there's no one else nearby. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably mm-hmm. still take a hard pass, but somebody else may not. Someone might not, yeah. And then, I don't know, it might be like Data and the Borg Queen. <laughs> I mean, she gives him skin and... Uh, propositions him and he again is fully functional 
<laughs> and as we all know, resistance is futile. So, yep. And I mean, he he did debate that uh, whole relationship for what was it, point nine eight something rattle off <laughs> seconds, which for an android is an eternity. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> which I believe there's a joke to be had there where he doesn't perform for very long, but. <laughs> <laughs> but to which, him to him it's a long time yep which i guess feel free to use that the next time um you're with someone and don't last very long if, if you are you know a dude listening to this podcast you can just break out that data line um but to you it felt like an eternity <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know uh once again, the reason why we didn't bring some of these things up is just because of the parallels that we've already made to a couple of their films. I mean, her was obviously pretty unique in all of this, but mm -hmm. just because of the fact that it was it was entirely AI driven, there was no like real physical, you know, uh, leap of faith here, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's not like there was some. Because I mean, honestly, nowadays there's there's already like people overseas. Um, I, there's like a really popular uh, Japanese dating app that uh, like actually does the same thing. Oh, I mean, there there are people that like, and we're talking like thousands of people who interact with this AI and have relationships with it. And um, there's actually a Netflix documentary that goes into it. Um, huh. This is I yeah, I can't remember the name of. This just makes me like wonder, like, do they? put the phone with the AI like is there an insert to a body pillow somewhere I mean we can and they we just can mix together we, we, we can only assume right <laughs> I mean what what people do behind closed doors with with their AI Japanese love bot I mean they can they can do whatever they <laughs> that's want. between them and their AI Japanese love bot yes yes <laughs> they can they can go ahead and do that and, and honestly if we can go if I can find the the documentary for this i'll i'll post it we'll post it on the on the notes here somewhere for mm -hmm. folks to see when they when they get this but but yeah i mean that that's actually an example of something in movie actually being prevalent in the in the real world here so you know that one might have been good to include but ultimately it was the it was the physical jump right so we've, yeah. we've said that a couple of times but um what's actually really interesting though as we went through that that journey you know, I, I don't know if I would call it like a radicalization or, <laughs> or, or just like our perversion advancing throughout the years. But, you know, Marvel having given us WandaVision, they did also give us a pretty blunt uh, sexual encounter with robots in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah, they did. They basically had robo hookers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, literally the Ravagers, uh, you know, are shown you know, or, well, they're not shown having sex with robots, but we're seeing the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the cleanup or the, the finale uh, of, of that sexual act. Um, and I thought that was kind of funny, you know, in post when we're like going, hey, you know what? Marvel actually didn't just start with WandaVision. They, no. you know, <laughs> they literally had robot prostitution, but mm -hmm. the more I thought about it, the more I, I just kind of thought maybe it's, this is more James Gunn than it is. <laughs> <laughs> this could be more James Gunn than, than Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is more James Gunn than it is Kevin Feige going mm -hmm. like, Hey guys, I, I noticed in the whiteboard here that you're having sex with robots. Um, you guys want to elaborate on that? Mm -hmm. And James Gunn yeah. is just sitting there and he's like, no, no, mm -mm. no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. It's a background thing. 
Yeah. And then they're like, all right, you know what? That's fine. Let's just talk about baby Groot for a second. Cause we're going to make a lot of more money off of that. We're yeah. going to redirect you to that. Um... <laughs> yeah. So I realized you talked about the robot sex, but look at baby Groot. Mm-hmm. He's going to the... dance yeah. a lot in this movie. <laughs> like, oh, How about God. you pick your favorite song from the seventies and we'll make sure that makes it in the film. How's that sound? <laughs> he, he's adorable. I don't even want to think about the horrific implications of robot sex. Just let, let's just go right out of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. And, and one that I, I'm sure we're going to have to mention here, um, even with, uh, with little time we got left, um, that also surprisingly didn't make it to the main one um, that may have upset people is probably Battlestar Galactica with the Cylons. Oh, of course. Yeah. Where you... Uh, where basically at the end you 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 didn't know who was a Cylon and who wasn't one, mm-hmm. um, so as people were like being replaced and um, you there are times you could probably tell exactly when someone was replaced and then your times when you couldn't, um, which basically again like there were people with relationships on that show uh, who turns out were banging robots and had no idea they were even doing it. Mm-hmm. Well. And, and and that's another thing too. Like there's so many sci-fi properties that they're kind of woven and out of this that you pretty much just had to throw at a dartboard and see which ones you hit. Yep. Um, you know, like her, for example, um, Lars and the Real Girl is another one, the mm-hmm. the Ryan Gosling, you know, uh, love bot one, very similar type of idea. Um, I, I figured those ones, it was there's some similarities, so we might as well just go at it. Um and uh, Real Science was another one of those. If you remember the Real Science movie, and then um, Real, Real Science also had a TV show. Isn't that Weird Science? Or oh, sorry, Weird Science. Yeah, yeah Weird yeah, Science. Weird, okay, weird I'm science. talking about Weird Science, though. Yeah, the robot genie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Weird Science was another one of those where I was like, mm-hmm. man, I really want to bring that one into it. But but at the same time, it's like we've already got some pretty iconic yeah. 80s properties, right? That already mm-hmm. kind of woven in and out of that. So it's it's just overload at a yeah. point. And know? I mean, you I mean you'd have weird science to have Elizabeth Hurley in the TV series, who was another you know, very big star, um, uh, prolific actor, but yeah, yeah, no, there's just, God, I don't know how I forgot about weird science. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it mm-hmm. was sitting out there the whole time. And, and I figured with the eighties properties we we're already going into, like mm-hmm. we've got, a, we've got enough beef there. Um, but I mean, just to, I mean, just to list off a couple others, I mean, uh, right around early 2000s was AI, which had uh, Jude Law in mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's it's another one of those. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's it's not quite in the same vein as a Blade Runner, you know, mm-hmm. where it's another one of those dystopian futures. But it's, you know, it's it's like future, like futuristic uh, erotic fantasy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. there. Um, and then the other one too, um, that I was going to, that, that it's just, that we didn't end up going into was surrogates, uh, which came out in 2009. Um, this one wasn't like the best reviewed one ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of, uh, like a way to use robots as avatars and then the avatars would, you know, hurt each other. Um, so it's like using robots to murder people already done that in Terminator probably don't need to talk about that probably don't <laughs> but, <laughs> and they're not having sex either so it's like we want to talk about the sex guys we didn't want to talk about just hurting each other with robots like that's that's not what we came here to, no, that's to what talk we came about here for. <laughs> yeah. that doesn't get the people going but but ultimately yeah there's so many more examples of robots and the the sweet sweet sex we want to have with them 
that uh, we thought we wanted to just shed a little bit more light on some of the properties that maybe you're waiting to hear about that just didn't get the light of day. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess uh, for, for, for this one, I think we can put a bow on it. Right. As we like to say. Yeah, I think, I think this is a good time to wrap it up. Um, one and a half episodes on robot sex is I think is as far as I'd like to take it, but you know, <laughs> um, I guess if there are things we missed or you'd like to talk about or let us know about, um, go ahead and let us know. We're probably not going to come back to it. I think we're both done with robot sex, but Hey, why not? Um, <laughs> why not help our, help our other viewer, uh, other viewers and listeners, um, with things we missed. Yeah. And I, I can say that honestly, I don't want to come back to robot sex unless I'm legally obligated to do so. <laughs> <laughs>